What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Box Office Quarterbacks. We've got a fun show planned for you. I'm Ryan Schmelz, one of your hosts, one of the three. We've also got Jeffrey Gordon, and we've got Gerald Tracy. How are we doing, gentlemen? Gerald, I'm happy you're back. It's been too long. Oh, you're not happy I'm back. Don't lie. (laughs) It has been like, like, how many shows has it been? Like two or three? And if I didn't care, I wouldn't be keeping track. So <laughs> it, it, it's been a, it's been enough, and it, it does suck. But I'm glad to be back. It has been a whirlwind of stuff, at, both professionally and personally, and just having to deal with a lot of things. But I'm glad to be back and um, talk about a movie that you know I wasn't too sure how to feel about it before we started watching it. But we can unwrap it here. Yeah, I'm still not sure how to feel about it. But it, <laughs> let's just some of those things. Some of them are good, right? Just to make sure. It's, oh, of uh, course. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's not the worst movie we've seen. No, I'm talking about your life. I mean, some of those oh, things yes. are... Yeah, some of those are good. Some of them are just a haywire of crazy stuff that I would love to change. I would love to get my days back, but you guys know what I'm talking about. We'll get to that another <laughs> day. <laughs> yeah, don't get that deep on us. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if life was Target, I would take back like 15 days this past month already. <laughs> also having the uh, get the vaccine everybody it's great but a day of having those symptoms again after fighting him for a week and a half in the beginning of the year oh man yeah <laughs> gerald's got some some crazy vaccine stories and you can check his twitter account and it'll kind of give you a, the background of it um but we are all fully vaccinated right we have a all three of us correct and we all got different vaccines too <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish I would have got a, a different one, but here I am. So Yeah, I mean, you uh, don't yeah. have any blood clots yet, so that's good. I mean, that's good. Well, we're two months out from that, so I think I'm fine. Yeah, I but, think you uh, would have had them by now, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I didn't really have any too bad of symptoms. I, I had heard the stories, but I, I took mine, both first and second shot. You know, I had the little bit of a headache, you know, arm hurt hurt a lot but besides that you know i was pretty good after um after a day yeah i had like everything the second dose (laughs) it was fantastic i mean i could still taste food so that was nice (laughs) but just about everything else and it lasted from like 3 a.m to midnight exactly it was fantastic but you know what could be worse what give it to us Finding out you're a werewolf in the middle of oh, playing basketball. Transition. Yeah, I don't know, man. If you can, if you drop like 40 after that, I don't think it's such a bad thing. I think I he might have been the greatest basketball player in movie history. He I don't know, man. So yeah, he broke some rules. Um, I, I feel like there were times where they had like eight people on the court. I, I was confused. At most I, I feel like I saw a couple like guys move their pivot foot several times too. I, I, that was probably the one thing I noticed. If I remember correctly, I just finished this movie like an hour ago. Hey, we're playing with werewolf rules, okay? No rules when it comes to werewolves. That's the only rule. Good to know, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you haven't noticed, we are doing Teen Wolf today. And the reason we're doing Teen Wolf is because the winners of our NCAA March Madness bracket decided that this was the movie they wanted us to do. And let me tell you something. We are lucky. Because this could have been a lot worse. We were all concerned that Human Centipede was going to be the movie they made us do. But we got Teen Wolf instead. And, uh, you know, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm just sitting there going, you know, I'm just really happy this isn't the Human Centipede. 
you know, if somebody would have said that, I would have blocked them on Twitter, deleted the whole tournament challenge, and been like, guys, someone hacked it. I have no idea who won. Hey, well, I did. We would have covered the evidence up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, what is it? I'm quid pro quo or however you would (laughs) have. Oh, yeah, I would have not. We would not have been doing that. I've seen that. I've seen like 50 minutes of that movie, and there's a reason I never finished it. I just read the plot summary, and it was uh, even graphic for that. Yeah, and and let's just say the first one makes the, uh, the next two look like this movie in terms of it's content. Let's just say that from what I've, I haven't watched any of them either, but I have read this plot summaries for all three and it's kind of a, that that's enough to give you nightmares, honestly. Oh, it's, it's horrible. All right. But let's not disturb our viewers anymore and let's get yeah, into like, the actual movie. Yeah. Cause we try to avoid cussing and then we're over here talking about human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> it's a PG 13 show. <laughs> There's no way that movie's PG 13. Come on, let's go to Teen Wolf. All right, so Teen Wolf release date was you know it's actually it's it's hard to even Google this movie. That's the funny part because this really started a phenomenon. I mean, there is so much Teen Wolf spinoff stuff. This is 1985. When you type in Teen Wolf on Google, you have to type in Teen Wolf 1980s just to find like a Wikipedia page for it because Teen Wolf has become so popular with American pop culture now. But this is where it all began, and it, it's a little shocking to see how popular it got. Did you guys get that vibe at all? Yeah, it's, well, it's... I, I think that's mostly due to Michael J. Fox, because this was coming straight off of Back to the Future. And I, I think had that movie not happened first, that this one probably wouldn't have been um, as popular as it could have been, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's all Michael J. Fox because you, you take this same movie and, I mean, for example, Teen Wolf 2 with Jason Bateman. Hardly anybody realizes what movie that is. Jason Bateman's a great actor and people love him, but people like forget that that thing exists. Now, put Jason Bateman in this movie instead of Michael J. Fox. I don't think it's that big of a cult classic, if you want to call it that, just because I think, like Jeff said, the fact that this comes out around the same time as Back to the Future and then that just, like, everybody wants to see Michael J. Fox now. So they go and see this. And I think people love him, especially they love his movies from the 80s. So let's just watch another Michael J. Fox Yeah, movie. I'm trying to find out what the, I'm trying to think of what the modern day equivalent of that would have been. You know, I'm trying to think of a guy who had, like, a breakout star role and then well, would have done, like, another movie that, yeah. like, a low-budget film starring this person would have been, like, released at the exact yeah. same time. Well, I yeah. think you can look at something maybe like a um, Tom Holland even right now. Tom Holland yeah. is, a good, is a good actor. Um, he does really great with Spider-Man. And then just about anything else that comes out right now, I haven't – and granted, I need to be better about it, but I haven't seen the other stuff. But everybody wants to see it because he's in it. Yeah. You know? um, it, it gets that sense of relevancy just because just he's, he's there. Mm-hmm. And Robert Pattinson. Um, yeah. He, his movies, uh, they get a relevancy just because he was in Twilight. So um, I think it yeah, kind of well, died down a little bit, here, but yeah, like recently yeah. it's come back up. Yeah, Twilight recently. wasn't Twilight wasn't as <laughs> Twilight definitely wasn't Back to the Future. Let's just say yeah. that. <laughs> but um, but like you, you give it like you give what I'm saying in the same thing, um, same line of things. But and I mean, then you get the exact opposite type of thing where um, Michael, this movie is made because of Michael J. Fox. And then the TV show that 
comes out in 2011 with the MTV Teen Wolf, um, that movie, that TV show, excuse me, really turns um Tyler Posey into like a, I guess a teen heartthrob. I guess the word you would yeah, call it was him. it was like a Twilight series more than an actual yeah. Teen Wolf series. Yeah, that's why I never got into that one. Yeah, it's it's very different it from is. what I understand. Correct? It's practically a it's practically a drama, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's he, a it's a drama love triangle high school movie. Um, we got into this weird trend like 10 years ago where we would take existing properties and try to turn them into gritty reboots kind of the christopher nolan effect Mm -hmm. which was what ryan talked about uh during our mortal Kombat show so um yeah it 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 didn't pique my interest for sure yeah but but the but the thing with this teen wolf the mtv teen wolf it's been the the reviews have not been bad for it like I, i feel like it's been a success it wasn't that bad of a show. It only got canceled because MTV went away from doing scripted TV shows back to its traditional music videos and music stuff because it is MTV. Um, that's what I was reading, at least. So I did see – I can't tell you how much I saw of it. <laughs> I'm weird, and I watch a lot of TV shows, and I've always – like, whatever's on, I'll find it, and I'll watch it. So I have seen a decent amount of Teen Wolf. I cannot tell you the last episode I saw. But it wasn't the worst thing in the world. I mean, there were worse CW shows. Um, it's like, like, for example, out of like the, the Arrowverse, it is better than Legends of Tomorrow. Um, it's It was better than Supergirl. It's probably a little worse than Flash. It's definitely not as good as Arrow. But like, just top of my head, like those kind of shows. Um, well, I'm happy I, you. I'm happy you watched all the shows because that's a lot of TV to watch, Gerald. So I'm oh, happy dude, somebody's just, doing their homework. Gerald's still <laughs> watching the Flash. I still watch all of them as much as I hate myself saying that. <laughs> I just couldn't keep up. I can't keep up with all the interconnectivity. Yeah. Well, because it's like they're uh they're 24 episode TV shows compared to like. You know, some of the stuff you might pull on Netflix, which is like 10 or 11 episodes or HBO, you know, you're dealing with shows that are, that's an investment. It, I, I like, I like to like, invest into my entertainment. Yeah. It's like when you watch like 24, I don't know if you guys were fans of that show when that was back in the day or the first season of Friday Night Lights. It's like, man, it's 24 episodes. That's a, that's not easy. Yeah. But we should probably go back to the actual Teen Wolf, the yes. OG Teen Wolf 1985, where you're following a bunch of teenagers who are really almost 30, acting like they know how to play basketball and fall in love and go to prom. <laughs> yeah, I now, think Chubb was actually 56 years old. He was the oldest high schooler I've ever seen in a movie. Wait, which one was 56? Uh, Chubbs. He was so old looking. Really? He was like the <laughs> oldest looking high schooler I've ever seen in a movie. I, I don't know. I think I, I'm at to disagree with you guys. I felt like these kids looked or these actors and actresses looked a little more high school than, say, a movie like Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Where, I mean, well, it helps when the main character looks like he's 16. Forever. Yes. He was the only one, though. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Styles and Booth looked like they could pass as high schoolers. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The, well, the funny Booth, thing about – yeah. Styles was basically Stifler from American Pie. He was like proto Stifler, Stifler before Stifler. I'll get back in. I'll, we'll get into it later when we talk about which characters we didn't like. But I just wasn't a fan of him. Oh, I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he, he was the stole the the show stealer. He's, he's he was my funny. And I'll get like I said. I'll get into this later. But I just like imagine being. Um, imagine being the Teen Wolf and telling your friend, and then all of a sudden he's like. <laughs> 
capitalize on this. Yeah, no, <laughs> just becomes. Um, yeah, and when we get into characters, my my issue with him is going to be that his character arc did not have like uh, a really like true ending to it. It kind of was a little messy towards the end. But I think that he just he brought so much fun to this movie and and put a lot of energy into a lot of scenes, and honestly, he carried a lot of scenes. So that's where I am going to give it. He's definitely going to be in my top five somewhere. Where he is, you have to stay tuned. But yeah, I, I do have some issues with that character, but I thought he was so much fun. Yeah, and his shirts are hilarious too. They just have all these different sayings. I think one said, "What are you looking at, Dick Nose?" or something. Um, yes, yeah. just <laughs> was- little things I didn't pick up when I was a kid because I rented this movie a lot when I was a kid, like every other <laughs> week from Blockbuster, and I picked up on so much more as oh, an adult. Man. Yeah, and then like there's if this movie comes out this year with the same script, I mean obviously better graphics like reshot in 2021, it might get canceled. <laughs> there oh, were there's just, no way you can make this movie today. Yeah, there were some there were some jokes in there that were like, "Ooh, this is definitely made in the 80s." Like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there's a scene where he's exp- where uh one character explicitly says the f word over and over again and uh <laughs> Yeah, that definitely well, would. Both of them, both of them say it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but let's get into the movie itself. Um, so, do we want to do scenes now, or we we want to keep talking about what we overall thought? Let's go uh, scenes. Okay. Um, I thought the movie starts off really strong. I thought the first scene's great. There's lots of great close-ups, some good slow mo, uh, especially the very first shot of the movie. So, I, I thought it st- it starts off really strong. Um, so, so I would at least, it at least got my attention off the bat. Yeah, I got my attention off the bat and I was also, I wasn't, cause I have never actually seen this movie. I'm, I, I'll get flagged for it. I never actually watched it, um, until recent, we had to do it for this. And the, um, I did not expect him to just come out and be like, I am a wolf. You know, I thought it would be a little bit. And like, once he did it, he really embraced it. They just, I don't know. To me, that was a little shocking, I guess, but, um. I did like the way it was set up in the beginning. Yeah, I did like I, I liked uh, that whole sequence from you know when they're going to the party to when he's starting to transform for the first time because you see little shots in the car of maybe his ears like getting bigger and then he's in the closet with Boof and then he like you know starts turning. Then um, it's just really clever how they kind of snuck in some visual cues to show him kind of turning into the wolf before. Uh, you actually see it for the first time. Uh, I thought the dad being a werewolf was a great plot twist. An explanation is probably long overdue. An explanation! I did not see that coming, and I was very satisfied when it happened, especially the way that scene was shot. I, I, I loved how the cameras really utilized that really small bathroom space and made the most of it. You know, they have that little corner shot which was kind of looking down into the bathroom. Um, I thought that was a great use of cameras and use of the set. And I thought the plot just uh, caught me out of nowhere. And I thought that was really funny. Yeah, I did enjoy that. And I, I enjoyed the whole, like, 
you don't know what's going on. I'm doing something. He's like, I know exactly what you're doing. And like it, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah. I think he's look, like, looking at dirty mags. Because yeah, like, we, we all thought movie. it. We all thought it. Yeah. I mean, it's an 80s movie. And that is exactly the kind of joke that would have been made in the 80s. It's like, he's watching dirty mags. And he opens the, opens the door and you're thinking the dad's and he's like, whoa. And then the dad's just over there all werewolfed out looking at him. And he's like, well, son. Especially, told you. especially since the dad gives like zero werewolf vibes whatsoever. I mean, this is definitely like Eugene Levy and Jim yeah. Yeah. in I, an 80s movie. There's um, so much American pie I see in this movie. <laughs> like so, so much. His dad is, is the nicest looking werewolf I've ever seen. Like he, he kind of looks like a Furby to me. He just looks like such a nice, nice werewolf that I'd like to have dinner with, you know? Yeah, I mean, the whole family just seemed way too nice to be werewolves, um, if we're being honest. And I'm not asking to get into, like, the lore of werewolves in this universe. I don't care that much. It is definitely just a comedy from the 80s. But it does make me wonder, like, so what's the point of them being a werewolf? Do people know about it? Because 99% of the people, when they see Scott turn into it the first time, they just kind of accept it after, like, 10 minutes. The only person who really freaks out every time is the principal. I think he peed himself three times in this movie. Yeah, and yeah, because uh, you think if this would happen in real life, the United States government would have been uh, swarming this this town. Yeah. And again, uh, it's a comedy. It's a it's a comedy. We're gonna get this, you know. Like it's whatever. I'm not expecting like you know. If this wasn't a, a serious horror movie. It's a comedy with a horror twist, kind of. I guess you can call it. But like, it's just like, what what is the deal with werewolves in this city? Like, do people just accept it and it's like, yeah? Because, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure werewolves are supposed to murder people. Yeah, as the older generation just kind of know already about the uh, the first couple of family members who've been werewolves and just nobody – it's kind of like a accepted secret type of thing. It's kind of – yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to equivalent like a law. When, there have been laws that have been passed in this country, but like before they ever been passed, like, you know, people were kind of just doing it anyway. And, you know, police weren't enforcing it type of thing. You know, it, it, was it kind of like that? I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of like that they skipped all the like backstory and everything. I think it just kind of <laughs> added to the charm. Um, th- there was a really uh, cool part of the conversation um, when he is talking to his dad in the kitchen after he reveals himself. And there's a reference to Spider-Man in there where he says, you know, with great power comes great responsibility, which is uh, <laughs> pr- pretty, pretty damn cool that they threw that in. And I looked up the writers of this movie. And uh, Jeff Loeb, who wrote a lot of the Spider-Man comics, is one of the writers, so it makes a lot of sense. Because um, this is kind of like a Spider-Man type origin story in a way as well. Yeah, I mean, it definitely mirrors it when you because I, I saw that same thing on the um, trivia too. When you look at that and you think about it, you know, you got a high school kid, not really good at anything, and then all of a sudden he's going home and he starts sweating. Weird things are happening in the bathroom. He's like, "What the heck's going on?" Only twist is instead of Uncle Ben just being a random like a normal guy, Uncle Ben has the same powers. <laughs> yeah, um, and Uncle Ben is dead. <laughs> I will say I did see. A, I do have a, a a very big relatability with Michael J. Fox's character, and that is uh, so like he's not a complete loser, which I really liked. Okay, but like he's not the winner. You know, he's like he's like bottom of the first page, top of the second page in the social hierarchy of school. And, you know, he's on he's the star player on the basketball team, but the basketball team's kind of bad. And 
I was the captain of a football team, but our football team won one game my senior year. So it wasn't anything to like majorly brag about. Right. So I saw that like relatability slightly here. Dang, one game. Yeah, it was a rough season. That's tough, man. Why didn't you just like let your inner werewolf out? Oh, <laughs> if I could, if I could. But um, yeah, no, and we'll we'll get into it later. But like that, the whole like beginning with the team sucking and just not being able to hit a shot to save their life, and then the final game where it's like we don't need the wolf. It's like yes, you do. Did you see the way you were playing before? And nobody's had any practice for the past three months while you've been tearing it up because all you do is hog the ball. Well, they were like eating snacks on the court and everything. So those guys were definitely out of shape yeah. uh, by that point of the movie. So the, but, thing um, I, the thing I found funny about the basketball scenes was just like how drenched in sweat everybody was after that. <laughs> it was like buckets and buckets of sweat. I've never... Never sweated that hard playing basketball. Dude, how did they like oh my god. The people who filmed the basketball scenes have never played basketball, I'm convinced. Oh so, no. like because like the sporting um what the, the IMDB thing says like one of the people that worked on it said like somewhere there is hours of sports footage and it's the worst footage in the world, like ever shot. Like yeah, I would love there. to see that. I would love for someone <laughs> to post that on YouTube. Somebody was like, oh, basketball. And then I love the, and I know it's an 80s thing, but I love the rim, how it was just like a flat piece of iron. <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, I, I was reading somewhere. It's like there was an author who wrote a book and he like, he compared Teen Wolf and um, Scott to Kobe Bryant and how Kobe had in different parts of his career. He went from being a ball hog. who was all about him to sharing the ball and making sure the team won and all these things. And I thought that was just insane. Oh yeah. It was Bill Simmons. Yes. That. Yeah. <laughs> it's just insane to me. I think he said <laughs> it's he... like his favorite movie of all time or something. We should tag Bill Simmons in this podcast then. Yeah. Hey Bill. <laughs> well, that might be a stretch. <laughs> Well, no, I'm, not, I'm not talking about Bill Simmons. I'm talking about bringing Kobe Bryant into Teen Wolf. I don't know about that. <laughs> I know we like to do a deep analysis, but I don't know if that's uh, exactly the same uh, same thing, right? I mean, he wouldn't be my first choice uh, to be the Teen Wolf. That's for sure. No. Carmelo Anthony's a ball hog, so I would say he's more of a Teen Wolf. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, well, and then Carmelo, he learned. Carmelo Anthony never had that moment where he finally like got it all together and had like the and won the championship. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's never going to happen. Uh, um, I really, I'm really trying, trying hard to find out who would be the similarity. I mean, like, because while well, Kevin Garnett's probably like the NBA player that comes to mind that had his like finally moment, you know. But like, I, I wouldn't say that was his fault. You know that he was on that like the Timberwolves never won. It's you know, it's it's hard to win in Minnesota. Yeah, well, type of thing. Trust me. Trust if Jimmy um, Butler ever wins a ring with Miami, I think he would be a good one. LeBron, it, you guys are skipping yeah. the most obvious one. I'm trying LeBron to stay away on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> but like, he does it. He's done LeBron. it all by himself like, for like for the first what five years, ten years, however long he was in Cleveland, all by himself. And yeah, he went and got a super team, quote unquote, like everybody else in the NBA. But yeah. um, he so he goes thing. and gets the super team, and it becomes less about him and more about everybody else. Like he was still the superstar. But he still had Wade and Bosch, I mean, and he won it. He that had way. to be the superstar in Cleveland because they yeah, just like, didn't have anybody. 
but I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much about Cleveland because I know if you say anything bad, you might actually lose followers on your social media, Ryan. No, so. <laughs> no never, 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 never. Um, it, do you guys have any other like the, the thing about this movie? I really didn't. You know, I, I take notes while I watch these movies, and I like kind of jot down the scenes I like, and I put like I put like markers for scenes I like, scenes I didn't like, and. This one I really didn't find a lot to write down because there's not a lot of like great in this movie, I felt like, but there's also not a lot of really bad. So I kind of just like didn't take note of a lot of stuff. I mean, I like some of the shots they did, especially a lot of the the, the front shots they did, like medium and all that. Um, and I, I like the scene when his dad confronts Thorn again, because his dad made it really clear that he like never brings out the werewolf ever in public, but then he brought it out one last time. And that was to get his son out of a situation. Yeah. The, I didn't find a lot of bad in this movie. The, the bad scenes that were the scenes that I didn't like all had all involved the blonde girl, the snobby one, because she was such a confusing character to figure out. It was like, all right, now I'm going out with the wolf. And you know what? Just go home. I'm going back out with this guy. And it was just all her motivations were super, super confusing. I it was I just didn't I couldn't figure her out. And she called the one guy her boyfriend. Then she's like blatantly kissing Michael J. Fox right in front of him. Hey, hey, that's my girl. Don't touch her again. She's my day tonight, pal. You don't scare me, freak. Underneath all that hair, you're still a dark Scott. Yeah, it made well, no monogamy's sense. Monogamy's not for everybody. So, <laughs> um, it was, she was weird. The boyfriend was a little weird. You know, it took me like until the end of the movie to realize he didn't go to the same school. <laughs> yeah, I noticed, <laughs> that, I noticed <laughs> that late too. I, did I was like, too. oh, wait, he's not at the same school? Wasn't and he in that their school, though? I swear to God, he was I swear in one of the classrooms. That's what I'm saying. And then Styles, like, I, I thought he was the big brother for some reason, like, the way it was implied in the beginning. Because, like, in, when they're in the garage, he's like, I got, like, your big brother's got your back or something like that. And I'm like, oh, they're related. And then they're just friends. So I I don't understand it. It was a little weird to there, me. There were some some major inconsistencies here. I mean, it it was a little convenient that the like the boyfriend just happened to play at the the other school's team. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I I do like that they explained that it was that there was at least a banner saying it was the regional championship. So pretty much saying like this guy does not live far away type of thing. But like at the same time, it was a little like. Uh, it's a little too just like I don't know. You set that up a little too easily. <laughs> oh, I was wondering why they're celebrating so much after that game because I was like, did they win a championship? I'm not entirely sure what was going on here. So yeah, they, they won the regionals. They, yeah, they won the regionals, which I mean, for a school like that, that would be huge, especially if they were so bad to start well, the season. So for a school period, it's like it's pretty big to win a regional, but like yeah. you, like I don't know, it's like. When the Cowboys won a wild card like four years ago, and the Cowboy fans were like the drought's over, it's like <laughs> now, now you're going to the real place. <laughs> <laughs> the bar set low for many people across like, the country. Like, congrats, you won the you won like the I barely got in round. Now go and win the actual playoffs. Like, go and win state. Um, I would like to see the rest of it. Um, but that whole like that is the probably the biggest problem for me is um. You know, the whole movie is 
the beginning of the movie with the basketball team, everybody sucks. Michael J. Fox can hit a shooter, um, you know, a shot. Nobody can do anything on the court. And the and coach is clueless. And the coach is clueless. And then you get Michael J. Fox is a real wolf, and he just becomes Kobe Bryant in the 80s, or Michael Jordan, whatever you want to call him, and just goes off doing everything he wants, like, whatever the heck he wants on the court. And then at the end of it, he's like, I'm not going to be the wolf. We can do this together. It's like, no, you can't. Have you seen the way you guys played at the beginning? <laughs> no, you can't do this. Yeah, and then all the, the the crappy players start hitting, you know, hitting down threes and things like that. Chubbs, like, Chubbs hit a three from like half court. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing, guy? Don't don't shoot that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was um now to be fair. Varsity Blues did end with a district title. It did not end with state. So uh, let's let's not hold us to a double standard because we all like Varsity Blues in this part podcast. So <laughs> that's not the great, but yeah, it was. Um, I don't know that that was very Angels in the outfield. Like you know, they were terrible before the Angels show up. Then like all of a sudden, they're able to pull it off against the best team without the Angels at the end. Yeah, and the ending song choice through that whole sequence was ridiculous. It was like the most uplifting 80s song they could have picked, which did not <laughs> fit the movie at all. I'm like, what happened here? You, yes. They won a basketball game. They didn't like yes. win a war. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just so weird because like, like you said, Angel in the Outfield, but like at least in that movie, it wasn't just one player just going off the whole time. Yeah. Like, no. The other ones were doing well. They were learning some things. They were getting a little bit of effort in there. Like this one was like just one player. Act- like if Michael J. Fox was the one player on the team that like went off in the final game, I'd be like, yeah, well, you know, he's had a hand at learning how to play through the werewolf because it's, there's been no proof that he's not the same guy, just Harry, you know? So, like, it would make sense. But then everybody else who's had no practice, who was eating during the game before, who just watched Michael J. Fox go off, all of a sudden has a jump shot, all of a sudden can block shots, play defense, run up and down the court. I'm like, this is the unbelievable part. A movie yeah. about a teen turning into a wolf and everybody accepting it, but this is the unbelievable part. <laughs> Yeah, and there's no way that coach prepared anything for that game. He was just <laughs> sitting on the he was not drawing up plays. He was he was like, hey, pass the ball to the wolf, and that is that's the game plan. Yeah, his only his only thing he drew up was he had the keg ready before he left the house that morning. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was ready. And then um my my oh, that's the very end of the movie. When his dad, like after they win and everybody's jumping in, he goes and kisses Booth, and then his dad comes down, and I see Michael J. Fox like jump into his dad's arms, like like, like a baby, or like a, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and all I can think about is Michael J. Fox is 27, and excuse my language, but this grown ass, this grown ass man just jumped into another grown man's arms and just hugged him, and that is dedication to the craft. Yeah, Michael J. Fox was, I mean, it, honestly, he just, he acted so well in this movie. It's like every emotion, you could just see it. Yeah, like but he, I also felt like he was just Marty McFly. Yeah. He, <laughs> uh, same mannerisms. That was the scary part. Yeah, I swear like to Marty, God, that was the same school from Back to the Future. I swear oh, to God. The oh, hallways look the same. Like everything about that school looks exactly I mean, it was probably like a generic Hollywood set. So it's like, okay, we need a high school. You go to this location, you shoot it. I mean, like, I've seen like uh, 
short films and other films. And it's just like, oh, wait, I recognize that set. I've seen, I saw it in a different movie last week. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. Completely unrelated, but what was it? Um, the, the reboot for Saved by the Bell. Um, at the beginning, they closed down like a poor Los Angeles um, high school. And like the, like, the students are like, what's going to happen to our school? And the principal goes like, well, it's going to be emptied out and probably used in some cheap high school 80s movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> like, it was just like, that's exactly what I was thinking about there. But yeah, I was reading also, well, Jeff, you probably you read it too, the trivia, where they talked about how um, Teen Wolf's house was on the same street in the same set where like Marty McFly's house was in Back to the Future or something like that. So they probably did use the same sets. Like, I mean, this, keep in mind, this movie did only have like this. I don't even think the budget uh, exceeded $2 million. It was a million and it took them 21 days to do yeah. the whole production. And they ended up making 80 million, right? For the total Jeez, box office. So that's, yeah. well, that's done. a huge profit. Damn. Yeah, Back to the future. Yeah. You want to get into characters? Yeah. Characters. Yes. Fatality. Fatality. Wrong movie. Flawless victory. I would say for me, Styles would probably be number one for me. I think he just, like Ryan said, stole every scene he was in. And he was hilarious the majority of the time. He did get a little bit annoying towards the end when he kept like hawking that merchandise and everything. But I don't know. He, he he was the most enjoyable guy in the movie for me. Now, Jeff, he's in my top three for all the reasons we talked about earlier. But Gerald actually talked him out of the number one spot. Oh. I was I was going to put Styles in number one. But, you know, um, the inconsistencies and the, uh, the character arc that just kind of went nowhere – kind of held him back for me especially like you know the whole thing he's like come on man i'm profiting off the wolf like did you ever like have a scene where you actually had to be the friend you know in that <laughs> moment and, and and i guess like the only thing we got was that he like almost rushed the court to fight the guy who was bullying his best friend like well, don't, but, don't but, forget he almost brought the guy weed yeah. <laughs> like that's what they were looking for right like i i am understanding that correct in the beginning yeah, in the yeah. garage they were trying to find weed yes. for his friend who was going through some stuff so like Finding his friend weed and threatening to fight somebody were the only two things he would do. Yeah, but it was, but it wasn't obvious enough. Like you had to like notice, like oh, he almost rushed the court after uh, he got fouled again. Like you know, that was yeah, that's that's a, a thing a good friend would do. But like you got to make it a little more obvious. Like maybe he runs up to him and hugs him at the end and says like, hey, you know, I appreciate you for being you or some crap like that. Like they needed like one more scene just to like bring his arc together. So with that being said. My number one character is the dad, Harold. I thought he had the best character arc outside of MJF. I thought he was delightful in every scene he uh, was in. And I got a very Eugene Levy from American Pie vibe from him. And the the father-son dynamic was just, I, I don't know. It was just so enjoyable every scene he's in. And for that reason, I'm going to put him at number one. And I have to agree with you, Ryan. Hey. <laughs> I, I, I actually I, I, that's what I wanted to put, to put him number one too I think this movie it's obviously the the over the overlying theme like the main theme is Michael like a kid getting these powers and trying to realize to like love himself but you don't get that theme without the dad being kind of that um 
I don't want to call him Alfred from like Batman, but like he's the, he's kind of that guy that knows exactly what his son's going through. He's giving them the advice. It is a father son movie at the end where the father's trying to give his son all the advice he can. And, um, I think that he does well in all of it. Like he, he doesn't want to be the walk around town and scare people werewolf, but he will do it if he has to for his son. And I think that was like, I think, and I'm not saying every comedy needs realistic, but like it is cool to see realism, realism, I guess, in some kind of movies. And plus James Hampton just has like a, he just had like a charm to him, you know, um, just, just every time he, I don't know. It's just, it's just, he was so likable, you know, it's just, he, he was so charming every time he was on set and, and it's just, I don't know. It's like every time he was on, I, I wanted to smile. Even the scenes where he was mad. It's just like, yeah. He kind of put a smile on your face and, and just that there was, there's just a special charm and charisma that comes with that, that you got to give so much credit to the actor for, for being able to pull that off. Absolutely. Yeah. And I agree with my dog. Who's uh, going crazy outside that Scott was number two for me. He, um, you know, I just like seeing the wolf play basketball. Honestly, that, <laughs> that was really the selling point of this movie. And yeah, was it pretty much a Marty McFly impersonation throughout this movie it was but i enjoyed marty mcfly so much that i will see him play that character countless times in any movie <laughs> um and uh, i'll go with my number two real quick susan your um your city i think am i saying that right with boof um i liked her and i wish we had more of her um we, we were talking about in the text actually ryan like to me it didn't make any sense for Mar- Marty Scott to, <laughs> Scott to go after um, who was it Pamela or the blonde yeah, girl. Pamela Pamela so was the it blonde. didn't make it did not make any sense for like because it was just like Boof is there you've already kissed her you've already like she is always there for you she plays basketball with your dad hangs around you walk with her to school like it doesn't make any sense to go after anybody else but that is also the quintessential eighties theme right like we're um, almost every 80s movie has a relationship like that where you have the main character and a girl best friend or a guy best friend. And that main character always wants somebody else, despite realizing that their best friend is the person they'd be looking for the whole time. Uh, I had Boof at number two also. And it's for all the reasons we just talked about. It's just like, you know, I think all of us were watching this movie like, Scott, what are you doing, man? Like you got, you got it made. You got it made. What are you doing? And, And we all were, in total agreement of that it's almost like the only problem with her character is that like it was just too unrealistic like it, it, everyone's sitting there going scott like serious like his friends his dad like she had the personality she had the looks she had everything like you already had like the chemistry with her it's like what are you doing yeah and Come then on. like the, the the only problem i had with her character and it wasn't even something her character did um at the dance at the end near the end when um they're like fighting or whatever, and the um the quote unquote bully or I can't even think of his name right now. But he goes um he goes he calls her a freak. It's like what like why is she a freak? He calls her a tramp. Yeah, but like in the, he says like go be go go with your freak girl or something like that. Leave mine alone. It's like why is she a freak? Yeah, he called her a tramp. <laughs> he called him a freak. Called her a tramp. Okay, anything yeah. his girlfriend is is that <laughs> she was <laughs> she was the one who hooked up with the wolf. So yeah, I don't know. He was just being a jerk. Um, and he, he's going to be my honorable mention. I just feel like he, we needed to see a little bit more of him because th- they tried to fit two villains into a very short movie and it kind of probably would have been better just to stick with like one. Um, but one of them is going to make my top five, just not that one. Uh, 
but I did, I did like him. Um, I mean, I hated him, but I, but I let, but, but I, I just feel like the scenes that the bully was in, they executed him really well in terms of his hateability. I just think we needed a little bit more of him to build that hateability up and, Otherwise, he probably would have made the top five, but he doesn't for that reason that he probably just didn't get enough screen time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the more we the more we talk about this movie, the more I think that the writers of this movie might have a case against the writers of American Pie because it is there is a lot in common. I Boof is number three for me, but you can really compare her to Michelle from American Pie. Yeah, like she. But, that, but let, let's be real here, though. Like Michelle, they at least like kind of did a little bit of a better job of like, you know, okay, this girl's in the band. She talks about the same thing over and over again. You know, she dresses like a nerd. Like they kind of like made, made the case for Michelle being like the, the girl that Jim wouldn't be like thinking about or wouldn't be available to Jim. Like there, you know, whereas Boof is just like, Oh, come on, man. Like it's so obvious. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I liked her. She's number three for everything that you guys said. Yeah, and then I'm just going to go with my number three. It's obviously Scott. Um, It probably could and should be higher, but I I enjoyed him throughout. I love Marty Marty McFly. Michael J. Fox had this movie. I thought it was good. Um, I don't know what other actor in the 80s you could have put here that I would have been like, okay, this is is still good. Um, I think he did an excellent job in the 80s and the 90s. So... I have um I'll just go my last my last three right here. I have Styles, MJF, and Thorne as my final three. And I have Styles at number three for all the reasons Jeff said. I just feel like I, I mean, if it weren't for the character inconsistencies we discussed and that Gerald kind of talked me into, I wouldn't have put him I would have put him at number one. I just thought that he was it's just the reason why he's in the he's in the top three. I mean, he steals every scene he's in. He's such a fun character. I mean, just the party scene alone, that, that first party scene, I should have put that down as my we should have talked about that earlier. But like he's just he was so much fun. And he just brought so much life to this movie. Um, I just wish the character arc would have gone somewhere. It just kind of falls flat. Instead, it ends with him like peer pressuring his best friend for personal gain. Whereas, you know, maybe he could have had the coming of age moment that uh, Scott does. But so so for that reason, he fell. But just because his character was so fun and just carried so many scenes he was in, he's number three for me. Yeah, and I guess I'll round out my top five, too. Um, It would be the dad at number four for everything you said. I definitely got Eugene Levy vibes from him. Number five, I'm going to put the coach. I just thought he was funny in the limited Ooh. scenes he was in. He was just, <laughs> I, you know, there was that scene where Scott was talking to him about all the changes he's gone through. And he kind of <laughs> pulls out, pulls out this, you know, the story out of nowhere. He's like, oh, yeah, I knew this kid that uh, went through the same changes as you. But the only way he got through it was by playing basketball or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Um, I liked him for all those moments. Uh, Go ahead, Gerald. I really just don't want to do five because there's not that many characters in this movie. Just put Thorn in there. Agree with me. (sighs) You've almost you've almost exacted my list. So, well, I just I'd rather just start with like the top three worst, I guess. And when I say worst, I don't like I. 
Like Mick, I didn't wait, like. Wait, him. Did you want me to explain why I put Thorn in my top five first before you do this? Since we're talking about yeah. people we liked, and we get into people we didn't like. Yeah, you're good. Okay, um, I just thought Thorn the uh, the the jerk authority figure, and I mean, I got Breakfast Club vibes from this guy. Um, where I don't know, it's just you know, you had two villains in this movie, and he was the best one because his arc kind of went somewhere which was there was a backstory behind it. One of the few backstories we had in the whole movie. And he was just out to get this kid. And it was really kind of screwed up his motives. You know, the, the other villain kind of had motives. Thorn didn't other than the fact that he just didn't like this kid's dad, which is unfair to the kid, which makes him very unlikable. And then plus he gets his comeuppance at the end, which is, uh, that, peeing, uh, his, peeing his pants like four the times. The dad had to finally bring the wolf out after all these years of hiding it. He finally werewolves again just, just to defend his son. That's a good character arc. So I thought that was funny. And uh, he's number five for that reason. So now, Gerald, go ahead. Um, my number one worst, Pamela. Lori Griffin. I just didn't like it. I, 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 anytime she was on the screen, I went to my phone. I was like, I'm bored of this. Finish whatever she's doing. She, nothing she does makes any sense. I don't. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, it's a very inconsistent character where yes. she's like openly like just dating another guy and still saying this guy's her boyfriend. And then yeah. she's ignoring him at one point. Then she's all about him the next point. And then she's, back and forth and I get it that's like Hollywood for you but it's it was so just it was I, I know it's really hard to say unrealistic for a movie like this but it was so unrealistic I just didn't enjoy it and then the next two are nothing against the actors if anything is telling me like telling you how good they were at their job I think um, but I just didn't like the characters Mick because I mean he was a Richard wasn't a fan of him and he just, like you said, it made no sense. Like, where is he? I thought he was at the same school until the end. And again, nothing on him. Like the actor obviously played him well because he was such a Richard and it made sense, but I was, I just didn't like him. Um, and then styles, because I don't, and again, if I had to, uh, cause I have to have at least three people on my people. I don't like styles is number three on this list. Because there's oh. not that many people in this movie. Uh, but, controversial take. Yeah. But like controversial take. Controversial oh. hot take. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, we finally got it. We're gonna do but, Mortal Kombat catchphrases, but like just, uh, just change up the words that every time somebody does it. Yeah. Hot but take. regardless, it, it, he was a lot of fun. He was great in those fun scenes. But like just because Scott thought he had a friend he could open up to about anything. And it turns out that his friend was just like, I'm going to go use this newfound fame to just reap the benefits. And when your friend's like, I'm going to quit being a werewolf and quit the basketball team. He's like, you can't do it. Like peer pressured him. Like you said, another Richard, for example, there was no story arc to him. He was just, he was comedic relief, really good comedic relief who also just happened to just like, I'm going to profit off my friend being cool. I'll tell you a character I didn't like, okay. and it's not styles, but that kid that was hanging out with styles in the beginning who just kind of falls off the face of the earth after a while. Is he the one who's like becomes afraid of him? Yeah. It's yeah, like, Oh yeah. He's nowhere. He, yeah. He's like, he's afraid of you now. And then at the end, 
end at the basketball game, that kid's there cheering on the wolf again. So I didn't like that kid. Pamela sucked, yeah. like Gerald said. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> no, you're definitely right about that kid. I'm just trying to find his name. What his is name is Brad? Lewis. Is it Lewis? Lewis or something? Lewis, yeah. Oh, yes, Lewis. Lewis was just... It, Did we know. like Chubb? I didn't have a problem with him. I yeah, mean, he was he was a fine side character. Yeah, I mean, the only real character I just was like, this movie could have done without was Pamela, because you could take her out, and the love interest could just be boof the whole dang time. Like it does. Like Pamela does not have to be there because Mick can still be a Richard from a different school without his girlfriend kissing the werewolf. I, well, yeah, you could have created like a love she, triangle that way. Yeah, she probably could have still been there, but just like maybe just write her better i don't know just the character was so inconsistent that's the problem yeah but i mean this movie just felt like every other 80s movie there, there's nobody i entirely hated that didn't need to be there they were pretty good pretty funny definitely would have been canceled in the 22nd 21st century we want to get into our final ratings yeah what do you guys got I'm going to go starter. So it's a fun movie to watch. That's pretty much all I'm going to say. I got a lot more references this time around um, as opposed to being like a six year old watching this. Uh, So, you know, I had a lot more fun with it. Am I going to go out of my way to rent it again sometime in the near future? Probably not. So, yeah, solid starter for me. Gerald, convince me. I'm going to assume, Gerald, you're either between starter or cut. I want you to convince me to uh, pick one or the other because I'm really on the fence. I'm not on the fence. I straight up starter. Um, I think it's a good movie. I think it's fun. Um, I mean, there are definitely plot holes in it, but I don't think you turn this movie on to like analyze the history and the background of a werewolf. You you turn it on because it's funny. It's a fun movie to turn on with the family. I mean, like you said, you, you could watch this at six years old, still get it. And then you can watch it again at 36 years old and get some of the other jokes even better because it doesn't just like slap you in the face with, you know, sex jokes and this kind of jokes. I mean, there are some jokes in there that did not age well. We talked about it. The one where they use the, um, the homophobic slur like five times in a whole minute and a half in the garage, in the garage scene. That's not great. Probably don't do that now, <laughs> but it's a fun movie. And it's spurred off, like we, we spent the first 15 minutes of the podcast talking about what is spurred off. It's spurred off a whole other TV show, movies, I think different, like multiple TV shows, right? Yeah, it's, um, it's, there, there is enough Teen Wolf to last you an entire pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know that like I call this a sports movie. Per se. Yeah, that was a little odd. <laughs> the, the last like ending was an entire basketball movie. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the watching that sports scene reminded me of watching like the um, when you watch the extended cut of Durham, what's it called, Justice League, and we actually got a full football scene. It reminded me of that. It was just like the person who shot this has no idea how sports work. They just read an outline of a sport one time and were like, "Cool, I get it. Ball goes in hoop." <laughs> <laughs> And if ball doesn't go in hoop, team sucks. Like that's- <laughs> I shoot ball. I do good. Exactly. So like it's maybe, you know, maybe that's a job we could all find. Uh, maybe we could just become like sports 
historians that like teach people making movies how sports work and how they should be shown on film. Maybe that could be. I a think thing. they have a couple people who are supposed to do that. They have the um the one guy who's in like every football movie where he like uh, he trains the actors for football scenes. Yeah, and, and he I mean, does they, the recruiting for the 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 like the the extras. And they probably have that guy. A, that guy probably has a job because of movies like this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, didn't they say in the trivia that the wolf was like a former college basketball player, the stunt double for the wolf? Yes. Like he, buddy, I guess he didn't give any pointers. He's like, hey, I'm in this makeup now. So well, he, he probably I doesn't know how to myself. film. He probably doesn't know how to film. He just knows how to hoop. You yeah. know, they probably just like, hey, get somebody who's good at basketball to make it look good. But it didn't make it look good. It just looked painful. <laughs> 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 Again, good movie. It's a starter. But like, why? <laughs> it's a fun movie. It's it's what it is. Um, I guess yeah. Okay, I'll give it a starter. You know, I liked it. I had a fun time with it. It was easily watchable. That's the thing. It's not like you know, you don't feel like you wasted your time after it's all over. You just it's just like it's a fun movie with all the issues that you had. And you know what? If I'm gonna say that I liked any given Sunday, despite all of its flaws, you know, I'll give this one a starter too. So. That's kind of how I how I viewed it, you know. Definitely had it's definitely very stereotypical. Definitely had its issues, but I had fun. We'll leave it at that. All right, we need to figure out what we're doing next. Uh, we got a lot to talk about in the other side of the world. Um, um, in terms of, uh oh, I'm, I'm muting myself. Is that the corgi? It was both of them. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute myself. Just go back hey. to. Talk about what they, all the dogs uh, like this movie. Don't mute them. <laughs> oh, you no. got some strong. Yeah, Gerald, you can go back to mute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Just like, whatever. We're not cutting this out. We're enjoying. We love dogs. We like dogs. Oh, here. I love them. And I just, they were like knocked out five seconds ago and then they just decided to bark their head off. Yeah, you yeah. wanted to give your input on Teen Wolf? Rough. 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 Uh, they said it was decent. <laughs> starter. starter. They said it's a binge. They got mad at me for calling it a starter. Oh, <laughs> they're they're they they they're movie snobs, but they also yeah. only really like crime dramas. Oh, so like, like like NCIS or like Prodigal Son or you know like crime TV shows. Like that's their favorite. They'll sit there and watch it all day. Impressive. Yeah, they um, like to find out who the bad guy is. Well, we have a lot to talk about when we get into our next real and chalk talk. I mm-hmm. think just a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, which gives people a good reason to check out the full slate of shows we've published already. Yes. <laughs> they can see all the chalk talks, know what we're talking about, what kind of stuff we're going to give input on and everything. And um, you know what? I'm going to throw a curveball because I haven't even talked to you all about this, but I might bring up some fantasy baseball. Oh, this next no. time we do a chalk talk. No topic. input. I, I can yeah, talk about right. fantasy <laughs> Mute. Hit the mute button. Hit the mute button. Just let your own go. Yeah, Gerald, you can just you can just record yourself talking for like an hour and then just publish it to the page if you want to do that. Nope. Nobody even like caught the fact that I made two. I made a baseball pun to talk about baseball. Nope. That's not even what you're mad Didn't about. You're it. mad about you're mad about the fact that I wanted to talk about fantasy baseball. <laughs> Oh gosh! Well, we got NBA playoffs. We got Matt Damon in a pretty awesome looking movie with a really good director. Yes, uh, Stillwater. 
I'm yeah, signed he, up to see that. Still oh man, and we got to talk they about were that. Memeing, they were memeing the hell out of that movie on Twitter. Oh, they <laughs> the were. Other day. But God. I think I was there when they filmed it. We got Leonardo DiCaprio in a new Scorsese movie, right? He's it? unrecognizable. It's a Scorsese the, it was movie, right? Tweet. I don't want to talk about the memes. I want to talk yeah. about the fact that Leo and Scorsese are back together, right? Yeah, well, they, that's all they do is make movies together. So. Are you complaining? I'm not complaining. Keep pumping them out. Give me yeah, one of you. They're always awesome. <laughs> Just don't make anything like The Irishman ever again. Oh, my God. Oh, Leo wasn't in that, so we don't. Know I know, him. and that's why. And that's why. um. What? What? Oh gosh! What else? Oh, here? Tim Tebow is signing. Yeah, with Tim the Tebow's gonna be playing in the NFL. Maybe playing in the NFL. He's got to make the team first. That oh, just is will. not fair. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that another day. Yeah, but there's just that that that. Mm, okay. And when you when you win the head coach two national titles, you know. Uh, yeah, but he hasn't played in a decade. Yeah, well, who said he's going to make the team? <laughs> who said he's going to make the team? I mean, he might get cut. So, But, like, this guy hasn't played in a decade, and then you got guys, whether it be Colin Kaepernick or any other player out there, like, with with or without controversy. I feel who bad hasn't for played. Like, Des Bryant. Des Bryant was great until he, whatever, he got injured. And he can barely get a job. But Tim Tebow just decides one day, like, hey, I'm done with baseball because I actually suck at it. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, now let's go play another sport. I well, actually suck at. And, and, and let's not get into it now. We'll talk about it in the next show. All right. We had a ton of fun talking about Team Wolf on this episode, and we will hope you will join us for our real and talk, chalk talk segment in the future. We also have to cash in on my bet that I won quite some time ago now. Actually, last NBA playoffs, we have to watch Schindler's List. I believe that's what we're going to do. I still have to choose. But. We will be back again next week with a Real and Chalk Talk segment. Then back to the movie review list. Just follow us on social media. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we'll update our movie schedule as we know more information. But again, thank you so much for joining us. We know you have so many choices when it comes to podcasts because there's a ton of great ones out there. But we're so happy you chose this one. Thank you again. Good friends. Real Talk. This is Box Office Quarterbacks. And we will see you later.